Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Our first guest today is Tracy Swanson, and our topic for today is Healing from Within. Tracy Swanson is the Executive Director of Empty Cradle, a nonprofit support group for parents who have experienced the loss of a baby through early pregnancy loss, stillbirth, or infant death. Volunteer parents have offered emotional support, friendship, and community education since the group was organized in January 1982. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you. Hi, Tracy. It's great Hi. to have you on the show. Thanks. Um, I, I love the the... the I mean, I shouldn't say, I mean, I love it, it's sad, but the idea of Empty Cradle, is, it's a really good name. It's so, so heart-rendering there, because I think of these moms that, you know, get the rooms ready and get their hearts ready for these babies that, that never come. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that you, you say that, because um, some people, when they hear the name, they they think of it in those terms, and then other people will sort of have a, especially parents who have just recently experienced a loss will sometimes, um, you know, not not have a positive reaction to the name right away either. So it's, it's um, but it, that's exactly what it, it's, it is, is it's an empty cradle that we have to come home to. And, uh, now you folks are um, located in San Diego. Yes. And uh, you do peer support, right? We do, and we actually have three different meetings um, in the San Diego and Temecula area. Um, we, it, when Empty Cradle was founded, we start out with one meeting in the greater San Diego area, and we've slowly expanded um, up into the Temecula area as well. And how long has the organization been in existence? Um, about 27 years now. Oh, wow. It was founded by three families who had experienced um, a loss and found that there was absolutely no support for them in the community and even amongst their peers and really felt like they weren't able to talk about it, um, talk about their loss to anyone. So they decided they needed to um, to do something about it. And so they formed this group and, and there was you know a lot of response to it. Now I've heard that because um, I've you know belong to the Compassionate Friends and I'm on the board and uh, I lost a, a, a 17 year old son years ago. But I've had people tell me that they have problems sometimes when they go to um, meetings where it's older children that have died or you know even even younger children, particularly if they've had a miscarriage or something like that. They feel that their loss is not as important and maybe they don't have as much right to grieve. Would that sound familiar? Um, yeah, we've had people talk about that. It's um, The loss of a child either during pregnancy or shortly after pregnancy is just, it's a slightly different experience um, just because you didn't have time to get to know the the baby um, here on earth, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just as devastating, uh, but in a different way. You're dealing with uh, slightly different issues, um, 
when you lose a baby. A lot of it is a loss of, of the dream that you mm-hmm. have carried with you for probably many years before you even got pregnant. Um, and then the loss of what you had envisioned your family would look like and the things that you had envisioned you would be doing with your children or child. That's Um, exactly what I was thinking, Tracy, exactly what you're saying. When I had my two miscarriages, it was the loss of my my future, my entire life, because the minute you get pregnant, you've planned your whole life. Right. And you're projecting way ahead about what your life's going to look like, and that dream is suddenly gone. So it's exactly. a very, it's, you know, you haven't just lost the pregnancy or the infant, which is hor- horrendous in itself, but you've lost all those years in your head of, in, in your future, about your future. Yeah, and it, it can be, you know, not only that, but it can be quite isolating because not everybody around you, your friends, your family, um, because they didn't get to know the child, um, to those people, um, the loss may not be as significant, um, whereas with an older child, they they know the child, they were, you know, had a relationship with that child, and so um, what ends up happening with people in, um, that have pregnancy loss is that they end up feeling very isolated in their, in their grief, in their, mm-hmm. you know, people that are in the childbearing years where they're Friends and, and acquaintances are usually getting pregnant and having babies, and and so they're sort of surrounded by you know people that are um, um, you know having successful experiences with pregnancy. So it can be an extremely isolating experience. Well, and when I had my years of infertility and my miscarriages, it felt like everywhere I turned, there were pregnant women. Yeah, because I really noticed yes. it. It felt like the whole world was pregnant. Yes, and it seems like it, it, it's just like it becomes so, uh, it's like everywhere you go, mm-hmm. like what you're saying, you see pregnant people or mothers pushing babies at, in their strollers, and, and, and that's one of the big topics that we talk about at our meetings, you know, and how to get through that, you know. And how do you suggest people do get through it if they're having this experience now? Um, just being really gentle with themselves, maybe changing their um, shopping habits and, um, you know, giving them permission to not attend baby showers or, or not um, go out to social events that they may have just thought nothing of before. Um, basically, it, it, it really is a time thing, and, and people often will feel obligated to continue to to act, you know, in the same fashion that they were acting before they had the loss. And what we try to explain to people is that, you know, once you've had a loss, uh, your your life has changed. And, and even though other people may be waiting for you to return to how you were before, return to normal, that that's not going to happen. You have a new normal. And, and through um, the grieving experience, you're finding out what your new normal is, and, mm-hmm. and you need to be very gentle with yourself. So that idea of healing from within, you really need to go in and see what you need and find your needs. Tell us how you got involved with um, The Empty Cradle. Um, I got involved with Empty Cradle about nine and a half years ago when I lost my daughter. Um, I was having a, a fairly normal pregnancy, and... Um, 
then my water broke when I was about 21 weeks. And I was in and out of the hospital, and then I developed an infection at 24 weeks, and so I had to be induced. And um, my daughter was born extremely prematurely, and we were lucky that we that she survived for about 12 hours, and my husband and I and my family got to spend that time with her. Um, and she also had the infection, and, and um, was a very aggressive infection, and so she passed after about 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And I, I was very sick after um, I delivered her, and so there was about a month to two months where we were sort of just dealing with the crisis and, and focusing on that. And concerned and, about your getting well, right? Yes, and concerned about that. And then after about two months, you know, the dust sort of settled and, and everybody, f- friends, family, you know, their life returned to normal. And then my husband and I were just left with, you know, okay, you know, our, we're, we're living on a different planet now because the life that we had planned with for ourselves and what we had thought was going to happen is not happening, and everybody else is. It seems like their life is is continuing on, but ours is not. And so we decided that we would try try this uh, um, support group, Empty Cradle. And and I remember walking in the first time and looking at all the. There was probably about fifty people at the meeting, and and feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this many people have experienced a pregnancy loss, and. Um, when we broke up into the sharing circles, I just, I was so relieved to hear that all these people were thinking the same kinds of thoughts that I was thinking and feeling the same kinds of things that I was feeling. And you weren't I, just crazy or... Yeah, I wasn't crazy, and I, and I just re- remember feeling, you know, like I fit in somewhere because I, by, you know, two months out from the loss, I was really feeling alone and isolated you know, in the grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, and so, my husband and I continued to um, go to the support meetings for about a year, and it was very, very helpful for both of us. And so your husband went along with you. That's great. I, I wonder, do do you get as many men at your meetings as you do women? We don't. We, we generally what happens is the husbands will come um, for the first, several meetings, and the meetings are once a month, um, and the the women usually come for longer. They end up attending for, for a longer period of time, and, but, you know, we're certainly, you know, there for both men and women, and, and we do address topics, you know. And, and as, during, that, during that time, I mean, how long do these groups last? How long do people stay in them? It really varies. It, mm-hmm. it varies quite a bit depending on people's needs. And one of the things that I really try to do is help people when they come in the door. I recognize that um, uh, everybody needs a little bit different type of resource. Do you have some suggestions for people who just uh, recently lost children or even lost them years ago who were back revisiting it for some reason? Well, I, I think the one thing that that is very important for people to do is to just uh, find something that works for them. And and uh, what I mean by that is there are many different types of resource out there for people who have experienced a loss. 
and support groups such as ours. There are, you know, tons of Internet support um, groups. There's and you're on the Internet. They can go we, to your site. Do you have a blog or anything that people can connect we, with you? We don't have a blog, but we do have a website. Um, we also provide phone support um, with uh, by trained resource parents, and what we do is we match callers up with parents who have experienced a similar loss. Mm, I love that. That's um, great. And then we have a newsletter, and we also have a, a pretty extensive lending library for parents. Now, if I don't live in San Diego, can I uh, get hooked up with your telephone? Sure. You match yeah. Me? On our website, we have people can um, just write in and request support, and then we'll have one of our volunteers call them back, and, and people can write in from wherever they're at. Oh, that's great. I love the idea of matching, don't you, Heidi? I absolutely do, because my experience losing, you know, having two miscarriages in my first trimester would be very different than Tracy's experience where she delivered a baby. So, I mean, we both had a loss, but it would be a different experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that matching, matching up idea. Mm-hmm. Well, talk a little bit about memorial, uh, your ideas about memorializing the baby, and, and what would you mean by that? Well, one of the things that I found really important over the nine years since I lost my daughter is, is bringing um, her into our lives as a family um, since she's not here physically, bringing her spirit into our lives. And, and because what I've realized over all these years is that she is a part of our family, that she does hold a spot in our family, and, and just because she's not here. And what is her name? Her name is Aliana Hope. Aliana Hope, hey. lovely uh-huh. name. And so we've, you know, every person who walks through the door of Empty Cradle and every person that I've met who has experienced a loss has their own individual creative way of of memorializing and bringing their baby spirit but what one of the things for me that I've done is um you know volunteered for empty cradle and and decided that that for me um the way that I parent her since I don't get to parent her in the same way that I parent my other children is by um helping others and mm-hmm. I found that that has been very healing for me um, to help others in in, uh, in her, you know, memory. I know that when we do Compassionate Friends, I'm on the national board, we always go around the circle and everybody, um, we have a candle, which I always love, and we pass it around and people say, I dedicate my work to my daughter and say who it is, our son or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that feels good, I think, to the whole group. Yes, and I mean, I, and, and like I said, there there are little tiny things that people. Some people have um, little tables in their house that with a candle that they have that they light every evening. I mean, there's just tons of different ways that people bring their children into their daily life. There are huge things that you know. We have one member who um, started a, a foundation, raised money to build tennis courts in Ducati, Mexico in honor of his son, and it was just there's just so many different ways that people can do that. And I think when people are taking action and in, in the memory of their child, that that is very healing, and, and it makes them feel like they're doing something and that they're moving through the grief instead of just sitting with it. Mm-hmm. And, and for sure, you know, when your grief is new and when your loss is new, it's, 
it's very difficult, and it takes some time to to get to the point where you're able to do that. But yeah, really giving to yourself early on is the important thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some wonderful things happen in in the name of these children. Absolutely, and I've seen that. And I, you know, when I first went to Empty Cradle, people told me it's 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 going to get better. There is hope. There are things that will bring you joy. And I I didn't believe them. I really didn't. And and of course now you know I find myself saying those things and and not you know not as a platitude you know but because I really believe it and because I've lived it you know and 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 I also tell them that I I didn't believe it when anybody told me that in the beginning either you know but that um, just for them to you know that's a big reason why I continue to volunteer for Empty Cradle is to let people know that there is hope you know that there are things. Um, that you're going to feel joy about as you go on, you know. Right. Yeah. It's hard to believe sometimes. Heidi, have you got any thoughts? Did you do you have any uh, way that you think about memorializing having miscarriages or? Um. Well, I personally, I'll be honest, I don't do any memorial because it, it's very di- different. I mean, it's interesting to lose a baby in first trimester and not know the gender or anything. However, I think about my pregnancy losses a lot more than I would have thought I did, my miscarriages, they come into my head every so often, and I, I know how old the kids would have been. Yeah. And I, I think about, you know, what you know if they were here, and they would have been a lot closer to my son's age than my daughter. There's a seven-year age difference between my oldest and my youngest. My youngest is adopted, because I never did go on to have any other children. Um, but I think about if the children were living, how old they would be now, what would they be like, would they be boys or girls? I mean, it just creeps into my mind at the strangest times. Yes. So it, it it it's never ending. It's kind of just something that you internalize, I think, throughout your life. And wouldn't you say it's okay? I I find it comforting, actually. Yeah. And how does that go for you? Because I think it's important for our audience to know it's okay, it, it, especially if the people haven't had the experience. They, you know, feel like it's not okay to think about people who have died or miscarriages or what. And it, it it's really kind of, as you said, comforting. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the, you know, if you want to, you could use the word normal. I think that's the normal thing to do. And I think one of the things that happens is that, um, especially in, in our society, is people aren't talking about it, you know. And and so when someone does experience a miscarriage or, or a later loss and they're having these thoughts, they're thinking, am I am I crazy for continuing to think about it? And mm-hmm. and. It's because no one's talking about. It. But what you realize is that this, you know, that it impacts everybody this way, and that people are thinking about it, but they may not be talking about it. You know, mm-hmm. and that's you know the the nice thing about having a group like Empty Cradle or or a support group online or or whatever you're doing to help yourself is you find out that everybody is kind of thinking the same way as you are. You know. Mm-hmm. These, you know, doesn't matter if you had an early pregnancy loss or a later pregnancy loss. That those, that child or those children were very important to you, and that they had a spot in your life. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, again, how do people find your website? They just go to emptycradle.org. dot org. dot org. And um, do you ever help people start groups in their own area? I was just thinking about that. I mean. Uh, have you ever gotten involved with that? I know, like the Dougie Center helps people. I'm, I'm thinking you've got such a wonderful organization. Uh, we we have 
in the Temecula area done that, um, but we haven't done that in like anywhere other than in the this um, you know greater San Diego area. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a uh, great work you're doing, isn't it, Heidi? It's wonderful. I mean, I love the idea of the peer support group and matching people up together. It's fabulous. I was wondering, Heidi, what would you have thought of going to a group? Would you ever have sought out a group? If people were in the same place as I was, yes, I definitely would have. And I think that, uh, um, yeah, I, I would think a group would have been very helpful because it, my situation lasted for many years. Um, yeah, and we, you know, and, and you know, sometimes it does because you've got infertility, and then you're having more right. than one miscarriage. And it would have been wonderful to be in a place where people understood and were supportive. And like you've said today, many people do not, you don't feel supported from people that have not been there. Really, people don't understand, and they they minimize it by saying stuff like, well, at least you can get pregnant, I'm sure it'll happen, you didn't know this child, you know, those kind of comments, which actually aren't helpful. Not helpful at all. No. Because that child was an individual. Right. And well, do you have any uh, thing that you'd like to close the show with, Tracy? We've got to uh, close the show now. Any just special advice for folks? Well, I would just like to invite anybody who's experienced a loss to be gentle with themselves and and look for whatever resource um, would be helpful to them. There's no right way to grieve, um, but it is it is a process and it it does take time. So be gentle with yourself. And I would like to encourage family and friends um, who know a person who who has experienced a loss to also. Be gentle. There's nothing you don't have to say. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing. There's no right thing to say, but just to be there for that person and and continue to support them would be. Well, great. thank you so much, Tracy Swanson, for being on the show. Thanks, and, Tracy. Uh, we really appreciate it and all the work that you're doing with the Empty Cradle. 